right. Push the button. Or Push the, the button's already been gone. The button's been gone for like. Oh, so we're just gonna. You're just gonna minutes. cut. I was just making sure. Yep, I don't know. This is the way I do it. Greetings and salutations, and welcome once again <laughs> to the Cables Crusaders live at the time from the safe house. My name is, of course, David Barry at Dr. Barry on varying social media platforms. I am joined, unlike last week. <gasps> A.K.A. 30 minutes ago. Um, Don't what, tell them secrets. The mysteries secrets. of radio. Um, unlike last week, I'm instead not joined by Manderson, but I'm joined by a different crusader. <gasps> well, yeah. I gave, that gave it away. Yeah. Across the table. I could have just been like, secrets. There's there, so many there secrets. Across the table. This is Amy. You can find me at IJNewRobot on varying social media platforms. And of course, I'm not Manderson. No. Not by a long our re- shot. Our resident paladin. No. He, he thinks that's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, no. I mean, depending, you know, if, you, if we're, you know, playing classic WoW in August, a Ret Paladin is a wonderful five-man raid uh, do we? But do we trust him? Um, yeah. Yes. Oh, so bold. Mm. So bold. Mm. We'll have to test that. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, anyway, we are... You're number one, allegedly. We really are the number one. Podcast, supposedly. Super. For anything comic book related. All about that. At least that's what the TMZ Snapchat story told me. (gasps) Yeah. You got it too. Right. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Kanye and Kim, the Capeless Crusaders, (laughs) you know. Um, Anyway, we are the Capeless Crusaders. We talk about comic books. Mm hmm. This week we are not talking about comic books. <gasps> We're talking Is about there book books. Graphic novel adaptation? Not this. Not that I know of. That's actually, okay. this one. That's okay. I'd be not down to, if they did one. Do you know what? I down if might, they didn't. I have to double check because there was something else that might have been. Because Stardust has one. Okay. So does American Gods. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember if it's the Nazi Boys or if it is this. Which is what? What are we? What are we, are we talking we're talking about? about good omens. <gasps> good omens. Good omens, which came out last week on Amazon Prime, the uh, Amazon Video. Yes, TV <laughs> adaptation of the Terry Pratchett and Neil Gaiman novel. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just very quickly looking. Six episodes. Six totally, episodes. Nine, totally, totally doable. We did it in so, a weekend. So bingeable. Um, it's so delightfully bingeable. I believe. Okay, so it looks like there might be. Like one of those like half illustrated ones where it's like every couple it's pages half, there's an illustration. Yeah, but not an actual like not like not a fully. comic book no, no, interpretation, no, no, no. which which I'm still down to get that because yeah, I have the Stardust one and it's gorgeous. Yes. So for those of you unaware, first off, Good Omens is not a comic book, no, uh, but it's it a is book. written by someone who has written some of the best comic books I've ever read so it's totally connected it is because also I like book books and I was like, I like hey we, we need to talk about this because book book. we can also talk about that both of the actors that are our main I would say they are the protagonists mm-hmm. they both have appeared in comic book uh, related movies or television shows 100% yeah what is totally Michael, what has Michael Sheen been in uh, Underworld second that counts he's also in Twilight oh I don't talk about that we did. We talked <gasps> about it in the last episode. Manderson watched the whole series. Why? Uh, his wife. Okay. Well, I did, but I'm never going to admit to it like that. Uh, I will. I will. I will admit that the uh, we talked about Robert Pattinson last episode. Yeah, the um, yeah and uh, the, the last bat. battle of the last Twilight movie. I enjoyed. It was the culmination. It was. It was great. Well, and the fact that you know she was just like here and like she showed him the battle, but you didn't know that until the end. I thought that was wonderful. Anyway, moving on. Good omens. Written by Terry Pratchett and Neil Gaiman, probably a 
I think is what Neil Gaiman mm-hmm. said. Like 60,000 words were Terry Pratchett, 40,000 words were Neil Gaiman, rough well, and you before editing and all that. Yeah. Um, should so we give them a synopsis? A quick synopsis. And should we put up that spoilers, spoilers, there be spoilers here if you haven't watched it. Yes. Tread lightly. Yes. Spoiler alert. We're going to talk about, um, I don't know if we're going to talk about like all six episodes in depth because that's a Mm-mm. lot. No, no. Uh, Morgan Double Good Omens, um, which yes, the book has been out for a while. So 1980 something, if I recall. 1990. Oh. Publication 1990. Okay. So, I mean, only well, a year past the 80s. Well, Pratchett died in what? He died 85? Like, no, 96. he died in like 2013. No. Yeah. No. You um, Google that and I'm going to give them the little synopsis. No, I'm sorry, 2015. Chimney Crispies. Mm-hmm. Why wasn't there another one made? <clears throat> so uh, the synopsis is synopsis. An, an angel and a demon must join forces to find a way to save the world as the end of time grows near with the approaching of Armageddon. There you go. That's also, it's got a 75% on Rotten Tomatoes. 75? Yeah. Who didn't like it? Uh, people. You Fuck know. them. So yeah, so for those of you who are unaware, um, Neil Gaiman, of course, acclaimed British novelist and graphic novel mm-hmm. writer, uh, wrote uh, a good chunk of Miracle Man, um, wrote The Sandman, Sandman. duh. Um, He's overseeing the, uh, what is it, the new Sandman Chronicles, which right. is like the, the, books the, of magic. The Sandman, Sandman. universe that they oh, yeah. basically created, um, of course, wrote. Uh, American Gods uh, is the a Nazi producer. Boys, uh, and oh Coraline. yeah, American, the American Gods comic books. More, yeah, the comic books. Uh, graveyard book. The he's actually written an assortment of children's books, which are really adorable about a bear, a uh, panda bear named Chew, which are hilarious. I will acquire them for smaller crusaders and pass them about. Nice. But also, the oldest of our small crusaders loves, fortunately, the milk. Nah. Which yeah, which yeah, is we, we illustrated illustrated by Scotty Young and yeah. written by Neil oh, Gaiman. Yeah. Forgot. Yeah. At the time, I didn't know when it when I got it. I didn't realize who Scott Young was. <sighs> Scandalous! It's great now. Scandal. Terry Pratchett, on the other mm-hmm. hand, um, forty-one books. Let me see if that's right. Discworld yeah. is forty-one books. It so he's is, most known for his Hulk Discworld Potter. series. So he's a fantasy uh, a fantasy mm-hmm. writer. Um, big on. Uh, God what? has a sense of humor. He, yes. He, he he's put us on the back comical. of a turtle, he's which is very comical. That is always, if you, which if, I love. Yeah. If you, have you gotten the chance of seeing Going Postal or The Hogfather or any of his, adap- the TV series movie adaptations of his books for Discworld? I have no idea. <gasps> they have. are available on Amazon Prime. This is oh, not cool. being sponsored by Amazon in any it'd way. Be, it'd be before. nice if it was. Oh my gosh, it would. Get in here. Yes. So the entire concept of every Discworld that they show, it's we're traveling through the universe on the back of a giant sea turtle mm. that is being held up by elephants. And then the Discworld is it's a literal, it's a flat world. And everything's happening on the flat world. And one of my favorite ones is the Hogfather, which is like Christmas, but it's not Christmas. Oh, it's so good. Uh, I love it. Okay. So Terry Pratchett passed away in uh, 2015, complications from Alzheimer's. Um, but before that, obviously, he had written everything. A bundle. Uh, his Discworld series, again, 41 novels. Um, he is one of the best-selling mm-hmm. authors, fantasy authors in the world. Um, one of the best in Britain as well. You know, behind like. I think he's in front of Tolkien, but behind J.K. Rowling. Mm-hmm. You know, good company to be in. Um, so, no, I got to hold Q to quit. No, there we go. <laughs> You're not allowed to quit. So, 
Good Omens, I have not read the book. You have. I have read the book, yes. Uh, I just watched the show. We literally just binged, binged it, it and burned through. Um, like Amy said, the, the synopsis is basically uh, Michael Sheen plays an angel. Aziraphale. Aziraphale, um, who guarded the east gate of the Garden of Eden, mm-hmm. the flaming sword <laughs> that he gave away. <laughs> to Eve. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she was with the child and it was a bad day. <laughs> and uh, Crowley is played by David Tennant, mm-hmm. the, one Our of the best doctor. doctors, yes. Um, originally named Crawley, mm-hmm. um, who he's the demon who was actually the snake who tempted mm-hmm. um, Eve into uh, eating from the tree. tree. of good and evil. Yeah, whatever that one is. A tree of knowledge. Whatever that Tree of good is. and evil. The thing that they weren't supposed to touch because humans are dumb. Um, mm. It should have been on the moon. <laughs> that would have made more sense. <laughs> it would have made much more sense. So uh, the two of them um, both... In the Garden of Eden, when Adam and Eve are kicked out, out, uh, and then end up staying on Earth for the next six thousand years, and just hanging out, being yeah, just just hanging out, um, and uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, No, they become friends. Well, not not willingly, but they begrudgingly yeah, build a relationship over time. And in the initial, it is very begrudgingly, but it's one of those like, I hate you, but you've been stuck with me for so long yeah. that I can't not hate you, and I like you, but not that much. Yes. And so we get the opportunity through the series, and I think it's in episode three. Again, it's only six episodes. They're super, they're super concise. They're squished together. I'm telling you right off the bat, the um. First episode has literally like the opening sequence is the book. Yeah, like it's great. It's just it, we're not even talking about God. Well, I mean, come on, Francis McDormand as the voice of God. Ah, so good. And also, it was one of those times where the lines that she was reading, I could tell were from the book, mm-hmm. and were just nonsensical enough to be obviously. British novelists and not, and not TV writers, which I love that. I love that like they like stuck and they kept mm-hmm. the, the eccentricities of that um, to make it. It was lovely. It wasn't awesome. just charming. It was beautiful. It fun. felt, it was so much fun. So fucking fun. That's yeah. what I tell everyone. I was like, it's so fucking fun. And they only say the F word twice. I'm trying to be very Aziraphale right now because my mother isn't listening to the podcast. Um, (laughs) For heaven's sake. mm, But we see their relationship growing, um, especially it's either the second or third. I think it's the third episode where we see through time. Yeah. They're they're lovely. Like, you're my friend. Shakespeare when they're hanging out with Shakespeare and stuff. And it's Hamlet. And then then Tennant, of course, because Tennant had actually played Hamlet for BBC. And he starts quoting it. And it's they do like the Rochambeau (laughs) on who's going to go and do whatever in Scotland and you start finding out that Crowley has been influencing Aziraphale to be a little more, a little less angelic. And I have air quotes. Gray. Yes. Then they both are because yeah. Crowley's being elevated mm-hmm. where he starts saying for heaven's sake. And he's right. like, oh, it's gross. I didn't well, know and, it. and they help each other out. They'll do both the good and the bad. Exactly. Instead of, you know, so one of them does as they don't both have to waste their time going to Edinburgh. Exactly. Um, or anywhere else for that matter. Yeah. Except uh, so, when you go for crepes at the, oh, the French crepes. Revolution. Yeah. Oh, the, the reign of terror. So, um, <clears throat> so, again, Michael Sheen, David Tennant, demon, angel, on earth for an extended period of time, kind of influencing each other towards the good and the bad in a great way. Um, Crowley, David Tennant's character, mm-hmm. is 
charged with delivering the Antichrist to his parents. The Great Beast, the, the Devourer beast. of Worlds. Yes. Um, okay, Adam. Uh, Who becomes Adam. Yeah, uh, not Warlock. <laughs> Sadly, not Warlock. Yeah. yeah look, Warlock the, was terrible the American, anyway. The American woman is just like, Warlock, that's a good name. Hello, Warlock. Yes. Um, uh. <laughs> and uh, Aziraphale, who is thinks that he can mm-hmm. talk the Almighty and the other angels into realizing this is a bad idea. Which is John Hamm as Gabriel. Yeah. Oh, God. Which was John Hamm as Gabriel. Gabriel. I'm uh. the arch-fucking-angel Gabriel. Oh, God. <laughs> it was so good. With My- the purple eyes when he's up in heaven. and <laughs> My favorite was that when they had to go down, and so when we find present day, because we jump about a little bit of the timeline, but there's always signs to let mm. you know what's happening and yes, when it very, is. Yes, very informative. Um, we get into Aziraphale loves books, and mm. this is part of the book itself, is that he collects all these books. He's very excited about his books of prophecy, and he keeps all these books. He never sells them. They don't tell you that in the show, oh, but he just collects them under it. the guise of it's a bookstore, so people come in, and then he either lets them buy it and then goes buy it back, right. or he dissuades them from buying it right. and just kind of kicks themselves That's out. cute. It's really adorable. So um, when we meet... Gabriel John Hamm in human form he's holding a house management book and he's going I need to buy my pornography let's go in the back to talk about this pornography I would like to purchase and he's like humans are so gullible my favorite line is the other guy that's with him who was at so- apparently at Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah, he's the one that turned everyone to salt. Yeah, Boys he's like, we we humans are easily embarrassed and must buy our pornography in secret. And I'm like... <laughs> with the, the gold in his teeth oh, and he's, especially when he's in heaven. So the little gross. details. Oy. But yeah, and then we get an opportunity to meet the great Agnes Nutter, which, mm. um, which is the secondary title to Good Omens, right. which is um, the completely true and accurate prophecies of Agnes Nutter, which, and you find that there are multiple storylines that are all running underneath each other, right, right. and they all converge, and it's awesome. Yeah. Also, the the satanic chattering nuns are hilarious. Yeah. Right at the beginning. And also, I do love that in typical British fashion, I'm like, okay, let's see. You were in Harry Potter. You were in Doctor Mm. Who. You were in Harry Potter. You were in Doctor Who. Who. You were in Harry Potter. You were in Love Actually. You were in Love Actually. You were in Love Actually. It's like they're all the same. Yeah. Uh, The... the nun who screws up, which Mar- she's Mary uh, Mary Loquacious, sister yes. Mary Loquacious. Yes, she's the um, like head, of, like the chief of staff for the. Um, Let's see if you get it. The prime minister in Love Actually, mm-hmm. and um, then she's in Doctor Who. Yes, she's wasn't she one of the cat ladies? Mm-hmm. Which was another sister. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, the, sister. the nun, the cat nuns. Uh-huh. Um, and then we get the master as Metatron. Anyway, yeah. Oh. Um, we get, uh, I believe, Haster. The guy who played Haster, I think he was one of the Snatchers mm-hmm. in Harry Potter. or well, He was one of the Dark Wizards. Um, Which he was... Let's, can we be honest about some of the makeup choices for, yeah. for the Dukes of Hell? Yeah. Beelzebub? She was fantastic. Yeah. And, but it was so creepy just staring at her when yeah. she was below ground because right. it was all gross. And the way, and the way she would buzz uh, when she would talk. Which was fun. And yeah. then when she came up, she had that nice hat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Was nice, like, the big fly hat. I was like, um, she's pretty fly for a Duke of Hell. You have uh, Stryker, 
the, yes, the gentleman Brian who Cox. yes the gentleman who put the adamantium on Wolverine in X2. the X Men series in X two uh, he was Death mm-hmm. uh, of the Four Horsemen the Four Horsemen were were great very right? entertaining they were so beautiful I love the modern take on everything um, mm-hmm. the way they have to interpret the uh, the prophecies exactly yeah. pestilence retired and pollution takes over which I thought was. She, and she did great though. Yeah. I like um I don't it's Miranda something who is war. Yeah. But she drives me absolutely nuts because I'm just like, I can't stare at you, but I can stare at you. And it's just her facial design. But everything about them reeked perfectly that they were the horsemen. Yeah. That she's a war correspondent and she just magically shows up. Right, right. And then everyone starts fighting over who's gonna sign the you know, the treaty first and then they decide to kill everybody. Famine is a restaurateur who makes all these tiny and tinier oh dishes. Oh my gosh. There's and then a, it's not food. A, it's yeah, chow. A balloon of uh, of lavender air and just sprays it at her. Uh, who she, his assistant is the, uh, the Viking wrestler on Glow. <gasps> yeah. No. Yeah. Yes. I'm sorry, which we need, to, we need to finish uh. season two and season three is coming very soon. Oh my gosh. All over the place. So much stuff. I know. Um, oh, but it's so, it was so It's a wonderful so, time. So good. Um, it's a great day to be alive. So yeah. So then uh, the, we follow um, Michael McKean who I'm going to be hundred percent honest. When he started talking, I was like, Didn't wait, I thought he was American. I was like, is he Scottish? Is he American? He's Cause American. His, his accent was so much fun. As uh, as Sergeant Shadwell of the Witchfinder Army. Oh my gosh! Uh, so with the Jezebel across the hall. <laughs> he called her everything, and she's like, "Oh, Mister Shadwell." Mister S. <laughs> it was. Are with the harlot? Oh god, that was so much fun. <laughs> and then um, at the end, when he's like, "You'll have to if you want to go through the horror of Jezebel, you have to go through me," and you're like, "You gave in. It works." Like, I guess I'll pop the question. I mean, how many <laughs> nipples do you have? <laughs> Just the two. Oh. oh. It's, it's all it's there's there's so many quips in one line because it's so incredibly british yes which is, is wonderful so delightful and yeah. especially since if you if when you start getting used to american humor it's a little more grow it's it's a little more grotesque or hand hand-fisted in the mm, truest mm, sense mm, mm, mm. and my heart has always been british so i have had the terrible conundrum of people watching me watch american comedians and i'm just like occasional chuckle or a smile and nod and then i watch british comedians and i'm rolling over laughing hysterically like um i was watching eric idol's after good omens of course eric idol's 2012 um performance of what about dick Mm -hmm. and it had tim curry in it and eddie izzard and russell brand russell brand but it was very it felt like monty python and and i'm just like like can't stop and this we haven't even talked about the kids who are we get to crowley and aziraphale believing that the antichrist is the american nick offerman's kid yeah the son of the american ambassador who is a little shit so you know you could see him being the antichrist oh my gosh he just my favorite was they tried to influence him at the beginning and so we've got david tennant mary poppening yeah like all day including the umbrella that was great yeah and then michael sheen just takes a complete left turn yeah. and is like the the old well, I don't the even old, the old gardener brother squirrel we're, we're not we're kind and sister slug oh my gosh and then he's like I'm supposed to be kind to everybody and he's yeah. like no you're not be cruel yeah. oh my gosh but when we finally actually do see the antichrist the great beast his name is Adam mm. which is even more hilarious mm-hmm. 
and he's Adam Young. And his phone number is the number. Right. The area code six and then plus six, six, six. And he's been raised and had this almost completely normal childhood yeah. playing with his friends in the woods where his the one girl represented in that group, Pepper, mm. she is so boss. Yeah. And I, I just want to like put on a shirt. I do not do- endorse everyday sexism. Yeah. And I'm like, please just give to me let me give to the world and just look at it just look at when it when the witch and the witch finder and the, that was my boyfriend another victim of the patriarchy, patriarchy. oh i was like pepper you're on it <laughs> yeah the kids the kids were were phenomenal and the fact they were each the antithesis of one of the writers exactly yeah. and then we have the one kid who just goes by the last name steves we see you yeah winsley winsley meyer winsley dale which winsley is the dale. name of a cheese oh okay and he's it was, I think his open was the, when they were, God was reading each of their names. There's Brian and Pepper and then Winsleydale. And I was always like, what is this kid's first name? And it's like, he's being like, he's one step closer to the accounting office than he's ever been before. Right. But he's like, actually, yes, yeah. that's correct. And I'm like, look, it's kind of David's mannerisms, but it's a Steve's name. <laughs> it was. A little bit. A uh, so yeah. So the, the. The, the kids and the way he's raised, which I think is very poignant because it shows how nature versus nurture, mm-hmm. you know, it's not necessarily what your your lineage per se, which mm-hmm. that is a big part of it, you know, not doing what you're tasked with doing, you know, the, the witch who lives by her great, 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 great grandmother's mm-hmm. prophecies. And that's the only thing she's only been a descendant. Um, and then the witch finder who is cursed by being the descendant of the witch finder. And then the, the, the boy who is destined to be the great beast and do all these terrible things. But because of the way he was raised, he doesn't follow that path mm-hmm. easily or at all. Eventually the way, you know, he, instead of having the hellhound and be naming it throat ripper, he names it dog. That's the and task. It, it should be purpose. a dog. Exactly. Yes. It's purpose is being a dog. Um, which I actually really like the way that the way that shows, you know, it's, you know, na- like obviously like, you know, genetics and your parents make you, but that doesn't make you. Exactly. You know, like the, 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 the way he was influenced by his good parents, by the town he was in, by his friends made him basically able to undo being the evil that is the Antichrist, even when his dad, Satan, Benedict Cumberbatch comes for him. <sighs> Where is my son? Yeah. I was like, oh, it's, it's okay. He's like, you're, you're a little late. So yeah. you're a little late to the party, bro. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, doctor. Yeah. it. I I appreciated so much that this as a whole was a was a found family type of. Yeah, yeah. In, in its way, mm-hmm. it was found family type of series. Um, you see it with, you know, yes, begrudgingly that they become friends. But when Crowley breaks down in the burning bookshop and goes, they killed my best friend. Yeah you finally realize that he has been so utterly alone. Aziraphale is fine being by himself. He's the bookworm. He's like, I can go do this, but Crowley needs people. The fear of God in his plants is the perfect example of that. That was just hilarious. (laughs) Like they're just sitting there shaking and he turns on the disposal when there's one brown spot. Um, But with Adam too, you see how when he does come into his power and he starts essentially being tempted by the dark side, he he's able to kind of shake himself out of it after time seeing that the impact on his friends and then his friends are like we don't want you around here yeah. anymore and the the following which i felt so bad because when we start talking about practical effects when they had him in that harness that boy was not comfortable 
when he's flying through when the he, air. Oh, he's like floating, yeah. And he's like, eh. Yeah. And I was like, oh, your yeah. poor your poor body parts can't <laughs> handle it, brother. But when he's following them, and it was, and then it's just simply give me back my dog. And Pepper is, he's not his do- your dog. He's right. his own dog. And right. I'm like, get it. Yeah, the purpose that he serves again. <sighs> it's good. It was wonderful. It's so good. Um... Do you have a favorite moment? Um, There's a lot. Yeah. I think the... I did really like when Crowley, when they basically uh, say the reason Crowley is able to go through the wall of fire is because he has imagination. imagination. You know, Haster just burns up, but he has imagination and he is basically willing himself to not burn up. He's willing his car to survive. He flies through there and waves at the British police as he goes by. Mm-hmm. The fact that every time he was driving, most of the time it was Queen Always. or something else, like it's... Every everything with him, the the swagger when he would walk at no matter what, mm-hmm. I loved everything with Crowley. He was just he was so much fun, and it's because I love David Tennant. Which you know? is and it's not, it's hard not to love him because yeah. I was in the same res- response. Michael Sheen and I was talking with somebody today that it's every time you see Michael Sheen, he's always playing a bad guy. Yeah, and right? seeing him play a good guy, he's a bad vampire, he's a bad werewolf. He's he's the bad guy in Tron. Oh yeah, in the second Tron, yeah. yeah, where he's you know the the two timer, and in this he is so delightfully opposite yeah and he's like i don't like that yeah but that's okay yeah he's kind of hobbit like too and it's so and it's so fun and sprightly and him sitting down and eating sushi and he loves that it's sushi and that he loves all these things and he loves food and he's found his niche and it made it drew me to him in such a quirky weird way also he said you know (laughs) he said titty boo yeah yeah (laughs) And and then wiggle on like mm-hmm. he's got these little cornerstone so goody goody phrases that they balance each other in such a spectacular fashion that yeah. it shouldn't make sense but it makes all the sense in the world and you find yourself going oh, that's cute yeah oh, I really like that oh my gosh they're like in a little bromance it's adorable uh. sorry my voice keeps doing that on occasion uh, and I don't good. know why yeah that works emphasis Woo. yeah exactly can but, I get a wahoo yeah. <laughs> no, maybe. No. What's so? It, is is there a part for you that um, stuck out over anything? Well, the the double whammy and the repeating of the I do not endorse everyday sexism, yeah, yeah. I- including on top of her killing war. Right. Pepper Pepper was outstanding. Um, I think one of my fa- <laughs> one of my favorites because it was so consistent with the book was the opening of the garden where they're standing on the wall. Yeah, and they're having that conversation about wouldn't it be funny and it's in it's literally in the book wouldn't it be funny if i did the good thing and right. you did the bad thing and that's what ends up bringing it spoiler 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 brings it full circle because they know the great plan right. it, the great plan is written but they don't know the ineffable plan right. which is the one that is even before we get to the garden it's like we could it's like playing a game of poker with everybody in the dark and the dealer knows the rules and can see and all of these other things and so you have an idea of what's going on but you don't have an idea of what's going on and so that was the also the flaming sword like when we first meet them they're in completely two different spaces and Aziraphale knows that Crawley is the bad guy right just by looking at him and then they get this tentative like the first rainstorm comes and he just puts the wing over top of him and he's just like, Hey, you can hang out there and it'll be great. And so it was such a great 
thing for me as reading the book and loving the books. And I have both versions of the paperback with the one that's got Crowley lounging and drinking. And then I've got Aziraphale sitting and reading a book. And one's white, one's black. They're the same exact thing. I just bought them for the covers. Yeah. Um, it was so good because it was the book. Yeah. And it was, it's the same thing like if we start talking about um, Douglas Adams and we start talking about those types of spaces or we start, start talking about Discworld. You're so ingrained as a book book reader that your expectations of what's on the screen is going to translate one to one. And this was did such great justice to the book that I have no qualms like at all. Cool. Like it's fantastic. Yeah. And I've watched it like three times already. Nice. I'm making people watch it. I really and I really it makes me really want to read the books. Mm-hmm. And I and I appreciate that like if you use the hashtag or like at Neil like at Neil Gaiman mm-hmm. like on Twitter, he was responding to as many people as he could. Like people who hated it, people oh, who yeah. loved it, like he was commenting and responding and it was so cool to see. And he like there were a lot of everyone I saw were basically being like, I loved this book and it was so true to the book. Like it really you know, it even like even though they imagined, you know, different people when they were kids when they read it, oh, like yeah everyone fit all the roles really perfectly so that made me feel really good and about wanting to read it especially because it's a one and done because right now series is is are hard for me Just yes the amount of information the amount the, the dedication the time a one book i can do one book you can do one book it's a it's a mighty thick little book but yeah. it's not terrible and it's hard. one book it is one yes sadly it's, it's one it is season one book. it's one book but they still do exactly what the book does yeah. and they leave you that space for the wiggle room which um, because Terry died, mm-hmm. Neil had a title already set up for the second book because as you see, spoiler, spoiler, there's another set of prophecies that shows up at their door. Right. Um, and now Adam has the power, but he isn't doing anything right. with it. And I believe it's either 667 or 665. And it's the, the title was... Um, Six six seven or six six five, neighbor of the great beast. Yeah, or neighbors of the great beast. And I was like, if this is a buddy we're moving in to keep tabs and help, you know, the Antichrist grow, I kind of want to see it. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Did they did they burn the other prophecies in the book as well? Mm. Okay, so that was accurate to it. It's like they, you know, ye saga continueth. No, and that's and that's also a way for Neil to be like, no. Like you think you know, but you don't. Right. You and it puts a good cap on it. And I like there was an actually a little bit of an anecdotal story I saw on Twitter that Neil always wears a bow tie yeah. to the premiere or to almost any any type of premiere. And he did not bring a clip on bow tie. Yeah, and he'd forgotten how to tie. And a nobody bow tie. knew how to yeah. tie a bow tie. And they went outside and some they found some guy who yeah. tied his bow tie. Yeah. And I'm like, he was late for his own premiere because he had to wear a bow tie and he couldn't tie a bow tie. Right. And I'm just like, bow ties are cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong doctor, but yeah. I know, but come on. I mean, he didn't bring a banana to the premiere either. Right. right. So he did have uh he had Terry's hat and scarf, though, and a seat, which I thought was he nice. He did. Yeah. I know. There was all these really sweet little, like, Easter egg nuggets, and yeah. I'm just like, I love you. Okay. Thank you. So you, you're the one with the notes. Is there anything? No. We, I mean, do, do you we, have do any... Do we hit everything? Do we, do we have any one-liners that you feel in? There were... Th- Besides the one that I keep bringing up, because it's hilarious. Oh, that one was great. Um... You're not my dad. <laughs> <laughs> to Satan. Um... There's so many. There's there's too many, I think, to count. Every every all the quips between Tenet and Shane were just lovely. Yeah. Do you know what they Do you know what they don't have in heaven? 
opening nights of Sondheim. Yeah. yeah. They were just... Oh, and then all the angels were just climb every mountain, ford every stream. And I was like, no, no, no. Yeah. Oh. The, the, with like the gold leaf on all their faces, faces. when they were up in heaven. The, the little details like that, like to make them, these are angels and now they're human. Like, It was very the the corporate office like motif of heaven. It was so sterile and so perfect in its right. design that it drove me nuts because right. that's like... Every time we talk about heaven, even in Bruce Almighty, it was very, it was like, an God was, yeah, it was yeah. an office with a filing cabinet. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, so we have decided long before, because Neil and Terry decided long before heaven is an office mm. and everybody follows the rules. Yeah. And that was the, them getting drunk too was great. Yeah. And then, and, and then forcing the wine back out into the bottles. And they're like, bleh, 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 bleh. Yeah, the, the, the taste at the end. Ugh. Well, we can talk, talk hypotheticals before we have to skedaddle. Yes. So if they did produce a sequel, mm. what would you like to see? Mm. Because put, let's, let's, put it under, let's put it under the fictitious realm of Agnes's, not all of her prophecies were burned. Right. Because that one that floated out. Right. That was the culmination at the end for saving both Aziraphale and Crowley f- magically floated out. What if one yeah. magically floated out? Like, what would you like didn't to see? Get burned. Um, I think, given that idea of like the neighbor, like the influencing, mm-hmm. um, if we could see that that war that they describe where it's instead of heaven versus hell, it's heaven and hell versus humanity. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like I want I want to read the book so that I can get a better idea. Because I, I watched the show and we like marathoned it, and so mm-hmm. now I'm like, I'm still like digesting it. Like we just finished it last night. Uh, oh, I was watching it before I showed up. Yeah, because I I keep doing that. Yeah. Well, I mean, you you have more experience with it. What do you think? Well, again, like the the title is fantastic. Yeah. Having that opportunity, even if they rented a cottage in Tadfield, but they don't tell you who the neighbor right. the neighbors are. Right. Which is. Uh, which is, wink, wink, you <laughs> could still have, you know, um, Newt. And I can never pronounce her name. Anathema. Anathema. Is it Anathema? Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, Newt and Anathema. Well, things. the way they did it was like an- anathema. anathema. Yeah, Anathema. But I've always thought it was Anathema, which is, you know, being excommunicated by the Pope. Well. Have we all she, been there? She's a descendant of witches. Yep, exactly. Or thou shalt not adul- adultery pulsifier. Yeah, thou shalt not commit adultery pulsifier. Pulsifer. And his name is Newt. Which, you were adultery, Pulsifer. Now it's short. And he's just Newt, but he's a Newt, yeah. which I love that, that she turned me into a Newt. Yep. Yay. Um, <laughs> so many jokes. But I would love to see if they stayed in the Jasmine in Jasmine Cottage and suddenly Crowley and and Aziraphale move in, maybe not in the same house, but right. they're adjacent and they're best friends. And so now we've got, you know, the two uncles. Right that are next door that told him in that time swap that they would stand when he still had the handle for the for the car at that yeah. time that they were going to stand with him no matter what right and that gives such this like great space for they're both now in this point gray yeah it's the, not all of them are perfect <laughs> dog yeah not all of them are per- they're each of them are not exactly what they need to be which means that their influence on adam is purely from where they see it which means it's human right essentially 
which gives us a bigger opportunity to also finally maybe get to have a, a more voiceovers from you know our god because she's awesome yeah i'm I, i'm i'm now part of the church of francis mcnorman so <sighs> it was so good yeah I'm, i we, all, we now have tax exempt status so <laughs> i'm good with that it's working out um yeah, I think that yeah, the two of them kind of influenced. Well, because it, again, it's like the, the idea of like the the nature versus nurture. Like, mm-hmm. it got to the point where because how many times did Crowley say like, oh, wasn't that you? And he's like, no, I just told the head office that was me. Like, the humans came up with it themselves. Exactly. Like the the really bad stuff, but also the good stuff. You know that they that they did on their own mm-hmm. without the good and evil influence, basically suggesting that you know is that necessary that that good and evil. Or is it, you know, is humanity really that perfect melding of it where we don't need to be influenced by anything? The ineffable plan is much better than the great plan. See, and that was also the point when we get to the showdown with the kids versus the the writers. Right. That Pepper, or one of the children asks, are they grown-ups? Right. And then you have this great, and it was very, it was Neil's. It was completely, you could tell that it was Neil. Yeah. That it was the children going, I believe in this. And they were taking back those those opportunities. Right. They have a, they literally, their best friend has all the power to change reality however he wants. We've seen it with the aliens, which is adorable. Yeah. <laughs> with the Kraken. The Kraken with Atlantis. It was... It was a great way of him going, I'm taking this back and right. you have nothing to say. But for Adam to go, they're just nightmares. We've made them up. Right. Which tells you that they are, in the truest sense, all of these things were created by humanity. They weren't created by any divine species. Right. It's the ability of humanity to yeah. create humanity the bad. Humanity creates war. Yeah, yeah. But humanity also creates... Aside from war was wielding the flaming sword and I felt so bad. Yeah. <laughs> I was like... Mm. Poor buddy. You really might have given him the wrong thing. But it came down to that what we've made for evil, we can also unmake. Right. And we're saving all of the whales. Yeah. Damn straight we are. We got big brains. Big brains. Big squishy brains and swim around all day and sing, I want to be a whale. (laughs) That's so stupid. Wait, I I want to be a whale. whale. Uh, Pepper was great. I t- she's fantastic. And then the weird old guy with the wiener dog, which was hilarious. He's like, I'm going to tell your mother. And she's like, meh. Yeah. Please tell my mother. <laughs> my dog. Your pr- your, my, the purpose. My, one of my, yeah, my hellhound. Yeah, I thought it was a ton of fun. I thought it was a shit ton of fun. Hey, yeah. It just go watch it. Get an Amazon. I mean, you probably have an Amazon Prime or borrow account. it from somebody else. Yeah, God knows we can all. Yeah, let me know and maybe we can trade like stars or some log, different login. I have for noggin it. on mine. Interesting. Small, small crusaders. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. We can get a, a, so much ubi. Ubi's like you. I just, it's a hand. Thing. Yeah, but I'm, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm on my way. I'll get there. Eventually. Tell everybody you're on your way. With yeah. New friends and new neighbors to see. I'm quoting Phil Collins from Brother Bear right now. Oh, okay. Now. Right, I'm scaring you. This is great. A little bit. Just a smidge. We're going to wrap it up now. Well, now we, now we got This is the part where we run away. Yeah. Clop, clap, clop, 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 clop. There you go. Oh, you brought it back to Monty Python. Full I cir- circle. I, I ham-fisted that, but I made it, I made it turn. You made mine. it British, but I made you also ham-fisted it, showing that you're the perfect combination. No, oh, that's uh, why they call me Amelia. Is that what it is? Yeah. Well, Amelia Pond, Doctor Who. That makes sense. I made the reference, yeah. Yes. You're the reason that people call me Amelia. Anyway. Hi. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks hey, for buddy. listening 
to this week's episode. We know it's something a little different considering it's, again, not a graphic novel, but Neil Gaiman wrote a graphic novel, so it's totally the same thing. It, we're allowed, thanks, We're allowed to branch out. <sighs> we, we don't just read books. We read book books. We read all kinds of things. We do. Because we are the Capeless Crusaders, your number one podcast for anything. And everything. Everything. That's we, it. We, we, didn't go to Galaxy's, we didn't go to Galaxy's Edge this week. We didn't throw a hissy fit like somebody else on Collider. I see you. I'll send you that link. But we do everything comic book related. And not related. And not related. Everything. everything we are the Capeless Crusaders. Crusaders. Anyway, I am David Berry at DR Berry on varying social media platforms. I'm joined this evening by the one who still does not endorse everyday sexism. This is Amy. You can find me at Robot on the varying social media platforms. Another victim of the patriarchy. Thanks for hanging out. <gasps> Good night.